Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Liquored up before we start this program. <laughs> when I more than that, more than that, it was so muggy as ass. I had to drag a motherfucking air conditioner into this window because I was sweating like a fucking crackhead. Fuck yeah, man! Oh, I, I went for a twenty-minute run just because I wanted to sweat before this show started because I've been down in the basement doing shit all day, and I was like, I need sunlight immediately. My serotonin levels are low, and so I went out and I immediately showered and sent the link out, and uh, it was just like, you know, now I'm just starting to calm down a little bit. I'm feeling good, and you know what? I'm just going to say it right here, right now. Welcome back to the Quality Time Podcast. We are fucking in the saddle once again. By the way, uh, Serotonin is my favorite Jew show. Serotonin <laughs> show. She's so fucking funny. And even though she's married to like Jimmy Schmimmel now, it's all good. You know? Jimmy Schmimmel? Is that... Uh... <laughs> the guy from the man show. Now he's the half man show. The half man show. They're not together anymore. Really? No. Yeah, they dated for like ten years, and then I thought they were married. What do you mean dating? Um, no, dating? they never were married. <laughs> Jeremy couldn't imagine that. Um, uh, my name is Eric Woodworth. I'm also joined by my blood, my brother Jeremy P. How are you, sir? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh my gosh, is, is it John Link with his rocking tits back from the grave? From the grave, I can walk again, and my skin grafts have grown into new skin, and me and Satan are hanging out and smoking crack on the regular. <laughs> oh man, I love it. He's I like I want to believe that John Link is in hell right now, fighting the guy who uh, invented the Microsoft uh, uh, forced update for your phone. You know, I just I hope he's punching that guy right in the dick right now. No, you can't use your old operating system, even if you like it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I know Satan very personal. And I know what he does down in hell. He's sitting next to the chick that calls you every time about your uh, your auto insurance. <laughs> Call him about your auto insurance. <laughs> good, good work, my minions. Yes. Ask them if they would like to more on their extended warranty. <laughs> it's so insidiously evil. I do just want to share that Microsoft is how I have Eric saved in my phone. <laughs> It's true. It's so true. Uh, that also, that lovely voice that you're hearing is the very green-haired Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Daddy. I like it. And you're live, technically, from the Robin Joe Show Studios right now. What? 
I am. And I have to tell you, um, because I, I know I know that Joe is such a good and loyal listener to all of us, which is so appreciated. And I hope I hope he can hear this and understand. I do feel like, like I'm trapped inside an anthropology catalog. Um, it is so late in this house. Um, <laughs> lot of throw pillows. Um, I like there's not it. a lot of family I've, photos. I've seen pictures. They they uh, and Joe described it as this. He's like, uh, my wife works really hard to make it look like nobody actually lives here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any pictures of his dad because he hates him. Oh, I mean, not- who doesn't? Um, but uh, I mean, he's their dad, not Gramps. Um, but you know, there's just there's not a lot of family photos. Um, there are a lot of sea prints of crabs and anchors and nooses um so it's a very <laughs> uh, you know it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful home like i said uh, just a lot of white interior um a lot of items that will end up at marshall discounted at some point Ooh, but I, love- I sound hey that's where joe likes to shit his pants right next door at the coals so <laughs> shout out to that um i'm glad we did you bring a black light to see if uh, Tommy Sinbazo had rubbed his penis on any of the pictures? Yeah. Well, has, how much door jerk has been left there by Tommy? Well, you know, that's so funny you bring that up because I I don't say this enough, but like I I look up to Tommy. He's kind of been like a mentor to me and I I want to I want to be on his level. So, I promise by the end of the week I will find something to shove up my cooter. <laughs> also uh i think another mentor if you want to have simbazo uh, as a mentor would be our dr robotnik oh that, dr robotnik yes that would be good that's another one that's there i have so many good mentors in my life and even though this is a weird segue because i do not consider either of you a mentor um but <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Woodworth should never be on your uh, people to listen to about life. A hundred percent. Unless you mean Dementor, um, <laughs> the things that kill people in Harry Potter. Um, but no, uh, boys, listeners, it'll be two years ago this Wednesday that I had my first official episode when we did Feast two years ago. Was it your first? I thought your first official episode was Mandy. But not well, a, Mandy was when you had me sub in for Jeremy when he had to work a lot of those true. awkward shifts. And it was after Mandy that Eric was like, we'd love it if you joined. And a, a week later, whenever we did feast. That was nice. That was nice. Well, there you go. Almost two years in the hole. I like it. Fuck yeah. It seems like yesterday and I'm sorry we just call you like a fill in now. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping, Jeremy. That's not helping. Our wonderful co-host, <laughs> Ashley Pontius, sister of the show. I'm, I'm sorry. After the first year, I was still calling you Kim. I'm kidding. So. <laughs> you, you bastard. Well, hey. Kim since, looks different now. I'm dumb. Hey, since you guys, uh, Ashley, I, I, and since you're at uh, Joe and Katie's house of the Rob and Joe show, uh, and because we have a lot of listenership that crosses both shows, uh, it's important that I share this next thing with you guys. Now, um, Jeremy, Ashley, um, about uh, mid last week, I teamed up with a member from um, the Rob and Joe show, big fan, Mac Bergson, uh, constant ball buster of Joe. 
um, and huge fan of Joe's father, uh, the legendary Gramps. Okay. Um, Mac is the most uh, generous person to me ever. Sorry. Yeah. And Mac is very, very nice. He's definitely sent me some care packages in the past. He's very, very awesome dude. I like, I fuck with Mac hard. Although I will say, uh, listen, I've been actually out and about with Scott Bergson and Scott Bergson, his brother is really, he's good. I went, I like him a lot too. So also, as one of the most homophobic men, I will still suck his dick out of respect. Yeah. Out of respect. That's a respect suck though. And that, that doesn't make that's, you gay. That's just not to interrupt, but that's so funny. Cause I definitely don't suck off men. I respect. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought, um, you know, I, you know, Gramps is a is a war hero, uh, and he's a man that I feel like could use some new threads at his new place. So, Ashley, Jeremy, uh, come Monday when this episode is coming out, this will be arriving at Gramps's doorstep, and I will share a picture just so you can see on the screen here. Did you say coming out? <laughs> uh, this right here will be in Gramps's mailbox. <laughs> Come Monday morning, as soon as Am- it was with the American flag. Oh uh, yeah, he's a, he's a patriot. He's a patriot. Ashley, would you like to describe what you're seeing on screen right now for the listeners? Sure, uh, listeners. There is a beautiful shirt. I'm sure made in America for this price. Um, that has uh, the word in the center two cedar going north and one going south. That is beautiful. <laughs> with an with an arrow going north and an arrow going south, just for the sexual being that is Gramps. So, uh, if I had like a thousand dollars to throw away, that would be the tattoo on my dick. <clears throat> so I'm stars and stripes on the head. The, the the stripes on the on the on the shaft of all. Okay, oh. Jeremy's gonna choke somebody all fifty states. Oh, Jeremy, oh. I, I I I think you're overestimating. I mean, we have the same penis. I think you're overestimating the canvas space here. <laughs> once it once it gets gets infected and I have to have it removed. You know, I might as well just pretend like I'm a chick. You know. <laughs> Wait, so because Eric just Eric just out the truth because uh, i said are you going to show all 50 states but according to eric you might only be showing alaska and hawaii i think um, i think you might get just florida uh that's about it <laughs> if they're like two millimeters for each star I mean, whatever. also also with that shirt forget gramps forget peepaw we'll call him seesaw <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see uh, a little bit of this. Now, I did I did share this plan with a couple of people in Die Laughing who thought it was funny. Uh, I finally shared it with uh, with Sweet Katie before she left. I said, shh, don't tell Joe about this. And she goes, "You." she was legit mad that I sent this to Gramps. So she's not happy with this being sent out. And she was like, if he gets kicked out of the home he's in right now, he has to live with you. And I didn't say yes. Um, but I have like a shed I could make good for him or something like that. He could live in like my lawnmower or something like that. Well, I mean, oh, you? No, I. Oh, you... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just gonna say, look, Erica, sweet Erica loves dogs. This is the next best thing. He'll curl up at your feet at night, you know, and and just like your last dog, you just give him the same send off. <laughs> 
if I if I could take it to the uh, the uh, penultimate, the forty uh, year old joke, uh, you know when you're old. That's when, when people just start talking in front of you. Hey, what are we going to do with Pops? Hey, put him in the garage. We got, a, we got company coming over. I'm a man. Please leave me alone. That's uh, Rodney Dangerfield circa 1978. Thank well, you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So I got another story, though. So I, I can't wait till this all unfolds. I'm sure it'll have no consequences. I can't wait to see Gramps in these fresh motherfucking threads slanging dick like only the insurance man can. So um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I, I had I had a fun show with uh, the great Rob Mayer on Friday night uh, at the Appel Center where Ashley used to work. Uh, Did you get to meet uh, Ashton Kutcher, too? The Appel, is it the Appel Theater? I'm, I apologize, Ashley. I'm sure you can correct me on the actual cool. name of the venue. Um, you're, you're essentially correct. Uh, the Appel Center is the whole organization. You performed in the Capitol Theater, which is the less large theater. Yeah, well, they, I, I can tell you when I was there, next door there was a really huge uh, cover, 90s cover band uh, that was doing all 90s rap tunes. And there were 40-year-old black men when our show let out, and then they were like, yeah. And they were like, yo, if that bitch can't sing like Mary J. Blige, she just needs to get off. That was a big criticism I heard next door. Uh, oh, Eric's not wrong. I once took my mom to the ABBA experience there. There were just, just a sea of white women and white wine and a lot of sequins oh, <laughs> so uh i did um so i i went to sh- the show went uh went, went really good but another reference to the rob and joe show now that justin has joined the rob and joe show for the 600 episode and moving forward um the last time i did a show with rob uh it didn't go well okay i kind of but also it's because Listen, your do- your boy here, he takes some big swings, and he doesn't always think about the audience that's there. And we went and did a uh, bonkers comedy show up at a uh, Rocky Gap Casino out in Western Maryland. And if you remember from past episodes, uh, I didn't go good. Uh, I opened with the phrase, it was just when we were pulling out of uh, Iraq during the Biden administration here, uh, where I said, I was like, hey, I performed for the troops, and hey, they had a great victory. They just kick, They just took back their country of Iraq, and I started clapping, and, and every white, old-haired person there basically went, boo! And I had to dig myself out of a hole for the next 10 minutes of a 30-minute set. So. Which, real quick, for those of you, because like we all know Eric is super funny, but for those of you that also may not understand geographically the context of Eric doing that, Rocky Gap is not that far from where that trucker convoy has been literally forever. So it wasn't the target audience for that uh, for that joke, right? Um, so I'm, I'm bombing. They also say it's got to be. Hey, try to not be clean. Try to be clean. And then as soon as the guy said, "Oh, he's like, oh, you don't have to be squeaky clean. You know, you could say fuck a couple times." I said fuck like 137 times as soon as he said it was okay. It's like I he gave me an inch and I took a mile. It wasn't good. Uh, I've ruined a booking for Rob. I'm surprised he brought me back, but I truly, I don't want a show to ever go bad. So this week, uh, I started, um, before the show, I sent, uh, I sent Rob a text message of the infinity gauntlet like this. And I said, me walking into the clean show and it said abortion jokes, rape jokes, this, (laughs) that with a grin on my face. And it was like the, like holding the infinity gauntlet or whatever. So that, 
that then became a topic of the Rob and Joe show where he was just like, I can't tell Eric not to do something because he'll definitely do it. And basically, it's a great episode. Go listen to episode 600. It's really good. Uh, but he was just like, so I'm just not going to say anything, and I just hope he does the right thing. And Justin then posed this question. He said, Eric, every time you say the phrase, uh, boy pussy, I Venmo you $10. So... <laughs> I showed up to the show. I'm gonna say two hundred and thirty dollars. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I, I I do have video of the show. I got somebody to record it for me. Uh, but I opened up the show saying, "Hey, it's really good to be here. You guys seem like a cool group. You guys seem like a cool group. How do you feel about bad words? Do words scare you? Are are you guys babies? Do I need to use baby words to get for you guys? And they were like, nah, we like fucking curse words. I was like, good, because I have a friend named Justin who said that every time I say the phrase boy pussy, he's going to Venmo me $10. And they were like, boy pussy. I was like, yeah, boy pussy, as in a boy, a child, not a child, just we'll say a full-grown adult's man's pussy. And... uh. They were, they were into it. I was like, so every time, what I need you to do, audience, every time I say the word boy pussy, do you remember Pee Wee's Playhouse where they had the secret word? I need everybody to scream like this. So in while this is happening, they're totally, they're fucking totally in on it. They love boy pussy now. So every time I sneak a boy pussy in, I've, I end bits and I just go, boy pussy, yeah, like this. But while I'm on set, my phone, I can feel digging in my pocket over and over again. It's Rob Mayer. He says, oh God, Jeremy's removed his shirt. Boy pussy is now on display. I, my my phone is exploding. Oh, Jeremy, God, no, please. I'm so Ashley, were you as relieved as I was that he had pants on? Were you as relieved as I was? How are you blacked out before? (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy, why do you have to do this mid-story of boy pussy? He's horny. Um. So, so, uh, as I'm doing this, I'm getting, I'm getting live, live texts from Rob Bear. He was like, "We're, we're a minute in." He said, "Boy pussy" four times. So now, now it's a thing, right? So I did the show. It, it, it goes well. Uh, I did, I do pretty much a, a regular act. They're having a great time, and with music, uh, I got to see uh, fucking Chuck from um, uh, Laugh Finder. Uh, he was great out there. It's good to see him. I also met some Robin Joe show listeners, and uh, one of uh, my my new friend of 2022 uh the great um god why am i dave dennis sorry dave dennis was there and i also met somebody who's a robin joe show listener who is uh steve miller uh and his son drew miller who both listened to the show as well so i uh we went out to eat after this, after the boy pussy dropped. By the way, boy pussy was so strong that it also Rob had to mention boy pussy through his set too. So boy pussy was was the was on the menu at the Appell Center last uh, last Friday. Um, we then go out and uh, this, is my, this is my last story. I know I've I've been going on a bit of a tear here, but Justin, uh, after the show, my unofficial count right now was eight boy pussies although some people have said it's high as 11 okay so it's 8 to 11 boy pussies we're going to have to review the uh, the video footage to get an exact number but I definitely did end with an extra boy pussy that was the closer so now now I'm telling you'll be willing to take a Galaga machine one one Galaga machine I would trade one if he gave me one arcade machine it's not Galaga it's Galaga okay so uh 
later in the evening we went out with uh with with uh dave dennis new friend and uh steve miller and steve miller is a he's a fucking he honestly he might be my spirit animal he is an overweight man with silver hair loves himself a coors light let me tell you and so he's just you yes yeah (laughs) so uh so uh as uh as the night progresses we get a call from drew miller who is his son okay now drew miller also a fan of robin joe he goes oh answer answer the phone it's my it's my son drew and they and you know rob knows who drew is blah 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 he answers the phone and he goes drew what's going on man it's rob Mayer. blah 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 and uh as he's going over that um uh, uh, I then take the phone from him and I go, I go, yeah, what's up, Drew Miller? Guess what? I met your dad, Steve, and for $50, he signed over to paperwork. You're my new son. Welcome to the Woodworth family. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Bring your boy pussy over here. There's a horrified table next to us that is not feeling this outdoor assignment seating right now. And, uh, but, but he's like, ha, 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 that's really funny. Hey, can I talk to my dad? I finally put him on the phone. Hey, it's a serious situation. We've just been fucking with him for like five minutes. And he needed to really talk to his dad. (laughs) By the way, way, Eric, if you ever get big enough to be like show big, whenever you make the most offensive joke, the camera switches over to the the offense the offended black family that are like upper 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 mid class at the table and they're like oh you fuck that is that is exactly what would i'll i'll, I'll have that cam ready kids, so i will have that cam ready only because you said it though jeremy so uh uh but i did get a message from drew miller just to just to clear it up they got it all cleared up or whatever afterwards and uh, i did get a message like hey if you need me to vouch for you for justin i'll do it Thanks, thanks. Hashtag uh, Eric's my new daddy. So he re- he did mention me that. So I'm not. I'm now. Drew is now my new son. Steve, you're fucked, and you must battle me against him. So as we as we make more more things. And Jeremy, real man, use duct tape. He's now holding up to the camera because um, he can't carry a normal conversation. So. Um, I'm getting bored. Stories. All right. Well, Jeremy, what do you got to the show? Let's let's talk about let's talk about some Jeremy Woodworth. You're half naked now. Say dick every other five seconds. I just need more dick. That 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 story didn't track for you, huh? No, it's pretty funny. It's great. I hope the fans love it. Okay, I think they will. So uh, I will look forward for the for the fallout for all this. I got a new job. (gasps) I have held it down for a week. And you said it's good. And it is great. They're assholes. And uh, I talked to my buddy yesterday or Friday night, and he's like, why are you calling me? Did you lose your job? I'm like, motherfucker, I can hold a job for a week <laughs> like nothing. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, I get to uh, um, fill little vials full of cocaine and uh, meth and everything. We ship them out through the country. Man, <laughs> this is the easiest job ever. No, we don't fill them with cocaine and meth. No, we just put them out to places that fill them with weed. So, oh, that's wow. cool. Jeremy, do you ever put a little bit of you in any of these vials? Um, Have you thought about, as a merch thing, could we, do you think on the Quality Time store, you'd be willing to start bottling some of yourself um, in uh, flake form? I could probably form? a couple pounds every week. Oh, I, I have a shirt idea for Jeremy. Okay. Scabs, jabs, or crabs. Nobody fucks for free. 
I like it. Uh, hey, Ashley, I, I, before I forget, can you do me a favor? Can you take a picture of the uh, the Golden Retriever mailbox and email it and, and text it to me by the end of the day? Sure. Uh, oh, gee, I'm going to burp. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, oh, should, we do it? should we do a precursor to the show on our schizophrenic uncle? Um, I, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Because obviously uh, uh, Jeffrey is schizophrenic, and uh, is there an update? Is there no, an update for Jerry? Oh my God, man! Hey Jer, just... hey Jer, I was just, hey, I was what? I know you guys were doing pin this week, and uh, you know, you know, do you ever remember when I bought you that skeleton when you were in sixth grade, and that you never put it together? Do you remember that when I got you for your birthday, Jer? Oh, uh, 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 Jer, um, you know this movie is very offensive to me. I mean, I, I would never kill somebody, but um, uh, did you hear that Jackson Brown album? Ah! Jackson Brown again! No! Running on empty and my voices love Jackson Brown. Well, look, Jeremy, I'm so proud of you for holding a job, and you normally sing to me, but I'm going to sing to you my favorite Bare Naked Lady song. Ooh. It's been one week that you've had a job. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Hey, Smash Mouth, he's one of my top five fatty fingers uh, of all time, so he's like a, a hero to me. Smash mouth is what I call giving a blowjob, but I don't land it right the first time, and it's all teeth. Hey, it's it's my highlight of the movie. <laughs> That's for sure. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did anybody see uh, Whoopi Goldberg in the new Picard series? No, I haven't watched one episode of Picard. Heard it's not great. Heard it's not very good. Uh, It is fucking awesome. Oh, okay. You love it. You're the first person I've heard that loves it. <laughs> Uh, number one, just put in John Delancey in anything, and I am watching it. By the way, the greatest time I ever had uh, uh, offending Corbin Burnson, otherwise known as one of the leads of uh, Major League. You've definitely because- told this story before many times, but go, go on. All right, I won't. <laughs> no, but you have. You've told this story. You told Corbin Burnson. What was it like dealing with with Q? Who was he? Was he gay? <laughs> <laughs> and then he got he got all tensed up. I remember that. And by the way, his uh, his uh, wife is the chick from uh, uh, I think um, uh, Major League Six Six Feet Under. Major League Six Six Six. That's oh no what... no no. She was she was the the the, the, the second uh, co-host of uh, of um, uh, Max Headroom. She was the she was oh. very British and very very sexy voiced. Even though she's like she's probably like a seven in hotness. But she's, because she's British, she's speaking a- of baseball. Oh, because she, well, she, well, she wasn't in the other major league movies, right? No, she wasn't. Corbin Burnson was. He was. It was. It was like an underground. It was an undersea movie where she became became a fish because she was like uh, genetically altered, kind of like a Doctor Moreau under the sea. Oh. And but no, she was second only to Max Headroom, under otherwise known as Matt Furrer. Uh, who also became a zombie in the uh, the last Dawn of the Dead, but he, he'll always be Max Headroom to me. Ah, and well, Jeremy, you love the Fuhrer. <laughs> well, I mean, speak, speaking of baseball movies, I did just finish a pornographic movie I starred in called Field of Creams. <laughs> Field of Creams. I mean, it honestly, it sounds like a horrible, creamy porno, or it sounds like just a lady who gives Werther's originals all the time. It, 
Hey, can if it, you blow him, he will come. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say this is such a visual joke, but my favorite part of Hitler was effeminate Hitler when he when he when he just barely hiled people like mm, just barely raises his fingers. Oh, hello, I'm emo Hitler. Life is so hard being the leader of the Third Reich. Ooh. I am the Führer. <laughs> he just goes dark, man. Yeah, yeah. It would be like it would be funny though to like Hitler appropriate. He it would be good. Like I think Hitler should appropriate emo culture because emo culture it's a bit much sometimes. It's a bit much, but like uh, Hitler was a sensitive man. He was a sensitive man. And uh, it went. It would be cool to just like, uh, like I got your picture. It is right here. I just gave it to the SS, and they're gonna hunt you down for the rest of the day. I imagine that while he was about to blow his brains out, that Hitler sang um, my favorite newfound glory song, which is like, "You were everything I wanted, but." I just can't finish what I started and then just because he just couldn't follow through. Yeah. I hor great public speaker, horrible athlete, could never finish a race. Am I right? Um hey, 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 the diary of Helen Keller is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, when I really get Ashley, I really get Ashley. That's a good Jeff one. A dumb chick, you know, hitting that hidden that uh that attic for years. It was a great book. Hey, I, um, I read it in Braille. I, I I know we're I know we're running a little over schedule right now, but Ashley, you Fuck went it. to go see a Newfound Glory, yes? Oh my god, I did. It was it was really good. Um, I ran into my sister and her boyfriend, which everybody was like, "Oh, what do you mean you ran into them? Like, why didn't you go with them?" And I'm just like, ah, family drama. Um, <laughs> it was it was really good. We we had a great time. The show uh, was incredible. I did. I did get into a minor fight. I didn't tell anybody about this. I did have like a minor altercation with uh, a guy right towards the end. A giant six foot, like five dude, taller than Eric even, got in front of me and I couldn't see shit. And I'm near the front of the stage. And I wasn't going to say it, but I was like, I'm fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so I tapped him and I was like, hey, Gigantor, like, I don't know what pussy you fell out of. But, like, I assume she's dead. Can you get out of the way? Um, and he just stares at me. And the guy next to me, the one I mentioned on Facebook, who's wearing a, a um, oh, guys, help me out. Is it Van Housen? Dan Housen? Dan Housen. Dan yeah, Housen. Really short dude, my height, super ripped, wearing that shirt. And he looks at me. And then we look at the big guy. And I'm like, me and Short King Summer over here are gonna kick your ass. Get out of the way. Short King Summer. <laughs> and he's like, I'll move to the back when it starts. And I'm like, nah, I'm not having it. I was like, I paid $25. Do you know how poor I am? Get out of my way. And so he ended up moving. And then his girlfriend showed up and she stepped in front of me too. But oh, thank shit. God she was also kind of short. But anyway, she kept looking back at him like, come up, come up. And I grabbed her and I go, bitch, he ain't coming up here. So then she shoves me and I get her in the tit with my elbow. Oh shit. Fucking violence so. at the newfound glory. 
So glory isn't the only new thing I found. It's self-respect. <laughs> oh, nice. Look at you chopping down the big trees. Rush would be proud. Uh, um, I'm such a good. No, it's great. I had a great time. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's jump into tonight's film. I'm excited about it. Uh, we're going. This is Ashley's pick, and Ashley, you'd yeah. seen this months ago. I was fucking. Truly blown away by this by this pick you picked for us this week. Uh, This is 1988's Pin, uh, which is the story of an anatomically correct doll that uh, a boy uh, who becomes this boy's imaginary best friend and the antics that ensue. When I say this movie shocked me on so many goddamn levels, not just once, but multiple times throughout. I was truly blown away by this pick, Ashley. How did you even come across this gem of a film? Yeah, I'm so fucking proud of this. And believe it or not, I'm never ashamed to give credit where credit is due. I heard about this from TikTok. I follow other horror people who sometimes recommend really good picks. And they had like a preview for this and explained it. And it's really hard to find. Like it's out of print. You really can't find it anywhere. And I was like, I have to know. So when I watched this, I was like, this movie is so absurd. I I have to share it with the world. Well, I do I do really I did really enjoy it, and we're gonna break it down a bunch, but this was a this was a, a, a originally adapted from a book by Andrew mm-hmm. Niederman, uh, who Andrew Niederman's other great uh, piece of literary work was none other than The Devil's Advocate, which uh, would later also be made into a great Keanu Reeves and uh, Al Pacino movie. Watching, Ooh-ah, I'm the devil. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> that hell's just like you know the best part about hell. They got a lot of great asses. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, Jeremy, I I think I'm going to – I haven't even listened to your song. It's 51 seconds long. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of this movie – It's three minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, Jeremy, actually, you have new music here for this for this thing of pin, it which I'm sure will will give us some some insight to the film it, itself. So uh, anything else you'd like to preface before we play that? Um. I, 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 whoever's seen this film before, they know Pin, but in reality, the alternate version of Pin, it starts off with the little kids figuring out who Pin is, and Pin finds a ship out in the ocean that they have to salvage. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and the ship is full of gold. <laughs> the actual ship is gold, except an alien ship. it's an alien ship, and it's a spaceship. Okay. Well, you know uh, what, Jeremy? You've only solidified our friendship because you know me. <laughs> All right. So- called the alien spaceship. Uh, salvage ship uh, abyss all right so here's jeremy's new song my name is pinned this is a world premiere for everybody involved here
stuff jeremy very i powerful. love it it's 15 seconds went faster than ever man that's some good content jeremy you've left us on the ropes for so long i'm so happy that there's a new jeremy woodworth ridge to add to the show about time i start making music again fuck yeah. Job. fuck yeah dude look you lost that job and gained gained this level that this is a good move for you i'm, I'm happy for you brother i could have made it another job another song today i was too lazy Okay, well, you don't have to tell us about your failures, okay? Relax. Um, So, (laughs) Sander Stern was the uh, director of this movie. Uh, He actually wrote the the original uh, screenplay for the Amityville Horror. Go figure that. Isn't that something? Crazy. And that's not the only uh, other horror ties that you'll see within the cast cast and crew of here. Cynthia Peterson, who plays uh, Ursula, I believe, in this movie, uh, she was in the 2013 version of Carrie. Um, David Howell. Who is the uh, the guy who plays adult Leon? He was also in Scanners 2, Cube, and Splice. And of course, how can we overlook the uh, the doctor himself, Terry O'Quinn, uh, probably most famous for the movie Stepfather, but let's not forget, also was in Silver Bullet. So uh, quite the uh, quite the uh, uh, little lexicon of uh, uh, of wonderful horror references here. 
Uh, let, let's not forget the most important uh, being the movie The Stepfather, which I think had two or ten sequels, but also uh, the some show named Lost, which I've never watched. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. him in Lost. He is really great in Lost. I've never watched it. Um, way, I, will, I will choose The Stepfather eventually because it is a shit good movie. Hey, do you want to know what made me not watch Lost? Is I didn't watch it when it was happening, and then everybody told me the ending is so bad that I never watched it. No, it's not. And I also did not watch it on its original run. I watched it several years later. It's still amazing. Both my cats are named after characters. Okay. Okay, uh, maybe I'll give it. Maybe I'll give it a go. Listen, when this run of Obi Wan tattoo, <laughs> let, me, let me fill you in on Lost. They they go into like a magic curtain room, and there's like a little midget that speaks backwards. That's all you got to know. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Um. Now, now, did you guys? Uh. Now, Jeremy, without stepping on it, do either of you know who does the voice of Pin? Uh, John Link. No, not John Link. This is a huge actor who is is randomly in this movie. And honestly, when I listened back to it, I still can't see the actor actually saying the words. Um, the actor who does the voice of Pin is none other than Jonathan Banks, who you might know better as the voice of Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He is the Get guy. Get the motherfuck out of fucking town. You got to scroll to the bottom of the IMDb credits, and it says voice of Pin is Jonathan Banks himself. Motherfucking fuck <laughs> a fuck town, motherfucking fuck town. I am going to fucking jizz in my fucking computer of fuck microphone screen and well and jeremy that's what the towel is for on pen yes um, but <laughs> that's crazy because like the voice i had a note it's so effeminate and weird and creepy and i don't like it at all hey try closing your eyes and just trying to see uh, uh, Jonathan Banks saying the words that come out of Pin's non-moving mouth. It's almost Cannot. fucking impossible. I swear to God. But no. like, I, they obviously did some type of modulation, like hyped his voice up. And the only way you can kind of hear it is some of his weird uh, uh, fucking like cadence. That's the only way you can tell of like how he it, talks. It's insane because that like what we hear come out of Pin is the sound of a boy that his whole life has been like, no, I don't spend too much time with my mother. Like, that yes. is so weird. God, he's a great actor. The fact that he did this and I had zero fucking clue throughout the movie is mind-blowing. No so, uh, by, by the way, uh, I spent years, I love the movie Brain Damage, and to find out that the, uh, the voice of Aylmer was actually Zachary who is like literally like 90 fucking nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he was like a big time. Fuck. He was like the, the fucking DC 20 guy here in DC. There you go. <laughs> Just good. I always, I, I did the same thing. Um, so, uh, the movie kicks off uh, with uh, these two uh, brother and sister, Ursula and Leon. Uh, they're a well-to-do family. Their dad is a physician and uh, also apparently a ventriloquist. Eric, where... Eric why, why didn't you name one of your daughters Ursula? Uh, because I didn't want them to be into hentai. Uh, that was the main reason. But uh, other than that, um, I don't know. Listen, Ursula's wouldn't be off the table. I'd name a child Ursula. Why not? I got a second name for a girl name. Gumta. 
Gupta. <laughs> Ursula. You know why people don't use Ursula anymore? It's because of the fucking mermaid. Mm-hmm. The little mermaid Ursula the sea bitch. She is, that is true. Name you after Ursula in the Little Mermaid who tries to destroy the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Girls that look like me are named Ursula, Bertha, Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid the lady. <laughs> yeah, mom, I met this really good 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 girl. Her name's Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, name my kids street trash <laughs> so the this uh although this uh their dad uh uh the doctor uh he he has another skill it's apparently ventriloquist so uh there's uh here's a little bit of this uh pin in the office now pin is this perfectly anatomically correct uh doll that has uh you can he has no skin you can see his muscle form uh mouth doesn't move and he's always in a seated position it appears like i'm not i'm not sure he's he can ever stand uh much like um you know anybody who has polio but uh here's just a little clip of that just to get you a little taste of um uh mr o'leary uh doing some of his ventriloquism skills here. maybe if you just ask father for some clothes he'd give some to you if i wore clothes then no one could see inside me and i wouldn't be any good for teaching anymore well couldn't you take them off when you had to i couldn't do it myself and it would be too much extra work for the doctor Well, I could come by and do it for you. Well, okay, relax. Stop trying to get this doll all naked, little Leon. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. See, that's the thing. He doesn't want him naked. This kid is desperate to put clothes on him like we are with Jeremy. We're like, don't you want to put on a shirt? Yeah. Don't, don't you want to wear clothes? And he's like, that would be ineffective. My whole purpose is to be naked. Uh, well, like, I met this new girl. And I, by accident, I, I, I had this like psychopath like cut himself with razors on top of this uh, like mattress, and she came out of the mattress, and I was like, "You're so hot! If you only had skin wrapped up with bandages and everything." And I'm like, "Damn, how many more like street bums do I have to kill till you have skin?" I always, I've always thought that the hellbound heart. What can we say? Uh, but uh, next, not too much further after this, where Ursula and uh, uh, Leon, we get to kind of meet Pin, which is kind of just, he's unsettling just to look at. Uh, but later, Leon is hiding in the examination room when a, uh, a nurse comes in, and apparently, so this is the hardest part to understand, but I'll let you hear the yeah. clip real quick. Uh, apparently, Pin fucks. So. <laughs> And that's what it sounds like. Uh, this nurse brings in the pin doll and uh, fucks the pin doll in front of him. He's like, no, which is weird because the is this anatomic is the reason that it has a towel on its lap is because he's fucking just got a raging heart on this entire time. He's just erect always. That's what makes no sense to me as well. Um, I also love that this kid is so sheltered that he thinks the dummy is being taken advantage of 
Yeah. I also love that his dad hires this mentally ill nurse that is so hard up for a fuck that she's like, I'm going to go into my boss's office. I'm going to find the teaching dummy and I'm going to fuck it. Yeah. Um, I so mean, only it, a crazy person would stick and had him in objects up their pussy. That's crazy. <laughs> Eric, how does it feel to know this dummy's getting laid more than you are? Well, um, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. So uh, she, uh, he sees this, obviously that's very triggering. Uh, but, uh, later that night, this is also another unset, but by the way, we're less than 20 minutes into the movie. We've seen the doll fuck already. <laughs> and then next we see two children. It's Ursula and Leon, uh, laying in a bed together and they're reading pornography together. Okay. Well, <laughs> so well, to be fair, it's the sister that he's yeah. trying to have a cover. He's having a weird conversation about the autonomy of the doll. And while he's having that conversation, she's looking through pornography and she goes, Hey brother, you think I'm going to have tits like that? Yeah. 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 And they're like, they're just fatty deposits. You idiot. <laughs> Pin already taught me. Uh, so uh, I do like, that uh, while they're talking about tits and everything and having this wonderful brotherly sister moment that is in no way uncomfortable to watch, uh, he has this really bright idea with this clip here. I wish Pink could come here and live with us. Father wouldn't let him. He's an office dummy. Don't you ever call him that! <laughs> he just slaps the shit out of his sister <laughs> for suggesting that he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I've never, in my top, what, 510 list of movie slaps, this has to go in there. <laughs> Dude, Leon's never laid hands on anybody, but he was like, you fucking called that inanimate object. You taught me how to fuck. Uh, you call him a bad name one more time, and next time, the teeth are coming out. He goes so fucking hard for this dummy. Well, it's interesting because it's almost like he's, he hates women a bit. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. seems like because of what happened to the, the dummy that he's like, women, all women are, are obsessed with sex and all women are rapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, women, women are rapists. This is it. And it fucked my best imaginary friend. That's, what, that's exactly love, what happened. <laughs> I love that Leon's example of like, <laughs> someone's like, not all women. And he's like, well, when I was a little boy, not all women well look how they took advantage of my friend pin i'll tell you that so uh you know, you know as 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 a man almost there's okay. nothing good that's ever been said after this nothing has ever been um, you know i try to be like as as see-through as i can to like women but then i like take off all my skin before women <laughs> It's not a good idea. You know, just build up walls before women, build up like cement walls before women because they'll just they'll want to have sex with you if like like you're a mannequin. <laughs> so, you're not wrong, Jeremy. I, you know, I would never I would never assault a man for him to be sexually intimate with me. But if I think I can get emotional intimacy out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so so like, this. Like a 
whole half hour when she's blowing me, but I'm already done, but I keep crying and screaming. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That... You you wanna you wanna make me really violent? Tell me about your childhood. I'll, hey Jeremy, that last thing you said, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take um, things that didn't never happen to you for five hundred. <laughs> you want me to tell you about? <laughs> so, no, please. So, uh, so this slap, this slap that happens, uh, causes a bit of a stir and a commotion. Mom comes in, finds the porno mag, and guess what? It's time to have a talk about the birds and the bees. But don't worry, we got a doctor that lives in the house and an anatomically correct, a, a doctor who is a master of ventriloquism to explain the birds and the bees to the kids with this little clip right here. You're both reaching an age where changes will occur in your attitude towards the opposite sex. The reason is to prepare you to be mothers and fathers. If you didn't become mothers and fathers, there wouldn't be babies and the human race would disappear. Nature can't allow that. So she equips each of us with a biological need to join together and create new life. And that is why just as people get thirsty for water, they get thirsty for sex. <laughs> Give me questions Which? before I continue. Is every Which person of an age? If they're normal, they do. Any more questions? All right, let's begin with the male sexual apparatus. Leon, take the towel off my lap. <laughs> By Leon, the way, the whole song was, uh, was... Do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so, so, so Ursula hops right up and like, let's see this dick real quick. <laughs> By the way, this, the whole song was um, um, inspired by the song, by the word apparatus. Apparatus. All right. Nice. Nice. So now, Ashley, weird. you were saying about this clip. I apologize. I wanted to let it play. Oh, no, no, no. No, you're fine. Such a good clip. I'm so glad you, you grabbed that. Um, I love his his uh, example of just like people get thirsty for water. They get thirsty for sex. But may I point out, though, that though you may be thirsty, if someone offers you Dasani, you might, I don't know, rather die of thirst. That you know is what true. I'm saying? Dasani does taste like uh, finely filtered toilet water, but not like pissed in, like just from the back of the tank. That's where it feels like it's ladled out of and then put into yeah. things for like, us to drink. Like sometimes I would rather drink Eric's old jobs coffee toilet, like co <laughs> oh, toilet, toilet coffee, coffee. Hell yeah. than some guys that are like, I know you're single, you should fuck me. <laughs> so like sometimes you would just rather have like horrible diarrhea from dehydration if I may quote the uh, the great philosopher Fleece Booty Johnson, sometimes... <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. The great philosopher Fleece Booty Johnson, who is from the I believe the show Lock Up from uh, 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 MSNBC and Chris Hansen. Okay, continue. Yeah, sometimes booty is more important than air. More important than water. Than water, yes. So, I like my I like a booty. We can what? do this easy or the hard way. <laughs> I like you and I want you. God. Um, it brings a whole new meaning to the word tap water. <laughs> it's 
as this whole situation, the kids are trying to unpack all this new information that they got. Leon seems a bit reserved at this new uh, this new sex ed class that's done with a ventriloquist again and their father. It's a bizarre situation. Uh, she does mention that she's like, mom probably washed his father's penis with spick and span first, which is very funny. And then she goes, she was just like, do you think we'll like it one day? She goes, I think I'm going to really like it. <laughs> That is where they bring us up to present day, 1988, where now these uh, these kids are teenagers in high school uh, and uh, blast off into there. Uh, sure enough, Ursula is uh, already labeled the school whore um, because it's written on um, Leon's locker. If you're looking for a good time, you just got to call up old Ursula. And so much so that she he has to pull a full-on uh, Back to the Future, pull some guy out out of the backseat of a car who's about to bang his sister and fuck him up. And uh, you get to hear this little uh, clip from Leon questioning her in the car ride after. How many guys in this gun? How many the whole goddamn football team? There you go. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> which she does, I think she responds with just three. <laughs> In the last three days, um, it's not a big deal. You know what football team she banged? It was the Oakland Panty Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like to think that uh, like, to, like a Virgin was uh, uh, Madonna's first song about her first basketball team she had sex with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what the difference between uh, a hockey team and Courtney Love is, don't you? Um, something having to do with puck and uh, the real world. No, no, no. Uh, a hockey team showers after three periods. Ow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> red wings. So, uh, uh, next day, uh, Ursula comes clean with Leon. It's a beautiful day, uh, and she tells Leon that she is indeed pregnant and uh the only solution is to come clean with dad but she doesn't want to do with that she was just like what do you mean you have to tell dad he's only one of the six abortion doctors we have in town uh which i thought was very very funny like you don't think they're gonna call what you're called dad in like two seconds after they find out so they decide to go talk to pin about it to let him be the deciding factor um which Sorry, which real quick, though, it's so on the one hand, I look at Leon's response and it's incredibly thought out and calculated to where he's like, we're a small town. If you try to get this taken care of or even just I think he's also pointing out, even if you go to another doctor to find out you're pregnant, everyone in town is going to talk immediately. They'll, they'll tell your dad. So, like, he's actually being incredibly logical, like in, incredibly um, even tempered as he's like figuring this out with her. But. Um, yeah, I won't lie. Going to your dad, um, and then going to a dummy as well. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of gross shit, uh, in this, in this family. Yeah, not to mention Jeremy. Jeremy cannot, cannot stop drawing attention to himself when somebody else is talking. He's so nude. Horrible. And every time we stop, he's like putting it now. The microphone is in his navel and it's, it's alarming. I would rather watch pin. Um, so, uh, 
I do like that uh, they go to talk to Pin, and I have this clip here of uh, confronting Pin. Now, granted, this is that without Dear Old Dad. Dear Old Dad has always been present when it has happened, and Pin's never talked when when Dear Old Dad is not in the room because of ventriloquism, which is a great fucking feat to take in Pathfinder. Um, and I burped while I said that. So here we go yeah. with this. Please help. It's no use, Leon. Leon, let's go home. No. I know it'll help us. I'm going. Don't go. Leon is right. The doctor is a truly scientific man. I don't think morality will affect his attitude. You made a mistake, and it must be rectified. Walter! So she storms off because uh, maybe he's now making the sounds that Pin is making. Who knows what's going on? Is it supernatural? Is it just Leon finally also realizing he has the family gift, not of being a sane doctor, but of being a fucking crazy ventriloquist? Who knows? You know, certain traits, you never know what you're going to get. Well, I love that, Eric, you're being so... Um, kind, I think, saying that they're all ventriloquists. Uh, I use a different word. It's called mental illness. Yes, there we um, go. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, they, uh, now that uh, that that pin has been the deciding vote in this, uh, it's time for dad to perform a good old fashioned abortion on his daughter, which Unreal uh, scene. which is not without some disappointed words first, which I I love uh, I, I loved uh, O'Leary delivering this line here. <laughs> What's the matter? Little thing, eh, pin. After all the time you took explaining sex to them, giving them a better start than I had, where does it get me? A Sunday in the office. (laughs) Okay, Ursula, on the table. So, puts Ursula on the table. So, Dad has to perform a good old-fashioned abortion on his daughter. Uh, He even offers at one point to say, Hey, Leon, you want to watch for good old uh, integrity? Like, come on here and see see me suck this child out of your sister's fucking hole real quick. But he's like, ah, no, you know, I could could pass on that. That uh, blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, the idea that a dad would be like, Hey, you want to see your sister's puss? Want to see me kill your nephew or niece? This is going to be tight. I also, I also love that this little scene because listen, what you want in an abortion doctor more than anything is to make them feel feel comfortable with this. And uh, I like that. You know what? Dad's here to deliver. Are you frightened? Yes, sir. Good. <clears throat> you won't want to go through this again. <laughs> 
God damn it. By the way, we are 40 minutes into a two hour long film right now. And we've already seen, okay, let's go down the thing of horrifying things we've seen. We've seen uh, an anatomically correct doll fuck a lady. We've seen it talk. We've also seen a backyard abortion performed by a physician in front of a dummy where they said it's cool for dad to watch. This is the bed we've laid before act two is over. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) When I picked this movie, I mean, just the first half, even if the other half just wasn't, you know, I was like, this movie has to be seen by people. It does. I agree. I agree. Um, so I, I think it's just as good as uh, Greece. <laughs> this is just <laughs> so, uh, dad, uh, later after this, uh, Leon is still obsessed with his friend Pin, and he's there, uh, late at night. But, uh, old dad has to stop by the office and finds him talking with Pin and, uh, gets very upset, makes him go home. And he was like, you know what? It's time to destroy this dummy. My, fi- my, my son is, uh, is clearly disturbed. He can't, he can't be around this. But as they're driving it, uh, to a ravine, which he's fucking like panicking, he's like, I gotta get rid of this fucking anatomically correct dummy it's it's been fucking my nurses left and right it's gotta go but unfortunately on the way to to dump this thing in the ravine mom and dad have a little accident and they they do a 1970s style fucking crash where the front front of the it flips the car they skid out of control and both parents are murdered in the in the process. Uh, by, the, by the way, the other the other highlight is when when he, when he hits the brakes and Pin is right on the father's face. Yeah, like ah no, it is it's real. God, hilarious. Cow falls off the fucking dummy's face. <laughs> just goes to show you gotta put a seatbelt even on people in the back seat, you know, because the next more thing you know. <laughs> more importantly, you keep him in the National Geographic's box that hasn't been open for like 200 years. Like, damn, did they make National Geographic's back in there? Uh, let's put on Adrian Barbeau in this box too. <laughs> Here's my theory. Um, spoiler alert slash fan theory Easter egg. Uh, I think that Penn is the one who actually killed Tony Stark's parents. Oh, the Winter Soldier was Nair. It was actually Penn all along. Uh, I I just don't like... The one thing we don't talk about, and I haven't mentioned up until now, is that Pin did leave this and have a wonderful career on the USA Network uh, as the Inside Out Boy, which is really good uh, that he got to go and have a a kid's full career. Maybe Jeremy knows what I'm talking about. Listeners, please let me know if you are big fans of Inside Out Boy. Care how much um, how much green screen? It's Iron Man versus Pin. I'm gonna fucking I'm going to finance this fucking film, and we're gonna make tens of hundreds of dollars. So, uh, well, now the kids have all everything to themselves except for Aunt Dorothy, who is now their caretaker. Uh, they go home. They take the plastic off all the furniture, and uh, to 
Ursula's chagrin, Pin gets to now live inside the house with the rest of them. Uh, Leon's got to have Pin there. But uh, Aunt Dorothy is kind of fucking shit up for him, you know? They're ra- she's raining on the parade. She's the only authority figure there. So uh, one night we get to see this clip where uh, our sweet Ursula has been drugged to sleep. And uh, inside of Aunt Dorothy's room, we see Pin, who scares the absolute living shit out of her and gives her a fucking heart but just as she collapses we sure as shit we see Leon pop up from behind Pin as if it was a premeditated thing as if they were working Uh, in conjunction by by the way this would have been the second um, song of quality time which would have been uh pins looking for some old pussy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old pussy. so and dorothy dies of a heart attack because pin is so shocking to look at uh the next time we get to see pin though now he's got skin he's been painted as their father uh because leon now dresses him in, in in some of dad's old clothes he sits in an electronic wheelchair that allows him to move about the place uh things are getting really creepy here it's like at what point do you tell people you're like Maybe we need to get rid of this living horror show that's living in the house right now. Maybe maybe we need to yeah. make some new decisions with life. It's like a really bad, like, Professor X mm-hmm. <laughs> living in your spare bedroom. God. And so, and he looks even, somehow he looks even more unsettling with skin. It's like, because you just see his, like, fucking weird eyes and his hair. He looks like... Mm-hmm. He looks like if if you told a fifth grader to draw the rapper Eminem, but if he had polio, it's really, it's an unsettling thing to see. What is going with, on with you and polio? Because it's a wheelchair. That's what I equate it with. I, I don't know. I just, it's, branded. It's, branded. <laughs> uh, by the way, there's only two choices in life. Either you have a uh, Professor X in a wheelchair or a Gandalf in a wheelchair. But... <laughs> Uh, Ursula doesn't like it. He's now, Leon's now making Pin eat dinner with them. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to say, this is a little weird. It's a little strange. I don't like it. And you're like, Pin is our best friend. Look at this music box. This is the only gift you ever got. And it was from Pin, you fucking whore. And, uh, he's not taking it well. Ursula's dislike of Pin. Which, can I point out, just, I don't know if there's ever a good point to bring this up. I do want to just bring this up now because I think we'd all agree. I feel that they tried to use the sexual assault of Pin as like some sort of motivator to what happened to Leon. But can we all agree that it doesn't make a lot of sense? No, a lot of things in this movie don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that there's a doctor who's good at ventriloquism. Do you understand that the basis of this plot point is so fucking ridiculous? But but you see what I'm saying about like why Ursula is fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But her brother is not. It's almost as if, like, oh, the sexual assault of Pin was his trauma. But that particular trauma makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If, I'm not going to lie. If I was an 11-year-old and I saw some lady fuck a skeleton in, like, gym class, I'd be like, I would never stop talking about it. First of all, it wouldn't be internalized. I would draw pictures of it. I would say, yes, it's Miss Such-and-Such. She fucks this plastic thing. I watched it. It was pretty dope, if I'm going to be honest with you. 
what should have happened to make this all make sense, just want to throw this out real quick, he should have watched his whore sister as an adult fuck pin, re-trigger them, there's your movie. See, the, what what I don't understand is like, okay, that's this trauma you're talking about, right? An, an anatomically correct doll fucking a regular woman, okay? Yeah. I grew up in a time where in my formative years, I used to watch the show on HBO called Real Sex. And if you've ever watched Real Sex, you don't want to have it after watching it. I'll tell you that right now. It is always just like, oh, this is a strip club. And this is a guy's penis on a nude beach. It is fucking foul. And I was like, honestly, I was praying that somebody would do this. <laughs> it showed me the ways. Um, so, uh Luckily, with all this tragedy that's happening, though, Ursula does find a new love in Stan, but uh, Leon certainly doesn't have great feelings about this newfound love. Uh, he then goes uh, and tries to go on a date himself. Leon does. He even gets some tits out of the deal, but he can't fuck because Pin might come into the room where we get to hear this one. God. I must be crazy to be here tonight. You know, I told my brother I was coming here tonight and he laughed. <laughs> and I defended you. Boy, was I dumb. <laughs> so, that's what you get for fucking the dumb rich guy who's obsessed with his fucking make-believe friend. Look, boys, I don't want to, like, I want you to remember how grateful I am that I'm on the podcast. That, like, I had similar conversations. When I'm like, I'm coming over to the... <laughs> to the eric's house for this podcast and they're like you're dumb and i'm like i defended you <laughs> i'll be great i'll rape this fucking thing on the wall it's inanimate but it's also bad it's not so bad dear stan um what is I don't know. We never know what Jeremy's going to do next. We just react to it as best we can. Oh, so. are you saying Jeremy's our pin? Yes, Jeremy is our pin. I've actually been ventriloquist the entire time. This is for, for two years. You're just figuring what it a, out. What a horrifying thought. The idea that you're like, me and Jeremy are one and the same. Ooh, I this live in a wheelchair. I can't get out of my wheelchair and my brothers filled my bed with scrap aluminum so uh pin uh he goes to go check on pin but as the lady's leaving he scares the shit out of her with pin's electric uh moving chair she's like ah, ah! and before anything bad can happen ursula comes home and he's just like oh, my sweet brother's doing his real fun thing it's a fun bit he does you should see you should see what he does to the mailman you'd never believe it they hate it schizophrenia is nutty and funny I like it, like, I like it, like, I want to believe, like, one of the deleted scenes is Ursula sitting down, he's like, listen, um, Leon, I've had sex multiple times, so much so that my dad had to give us a backyard abortion, but, um, if you, if you want to actually touch a woman, maybe leave your anatomically correct murder doll, just maybe not mention on a first date. Like, save it for date two, date three, something along those lines. Try that out once. Well, can can I just say what we all are thinking this whole fucking movie? 
which is Leon wants to fuck his sister. Oh yeah, it's there. It, it's definitely yeah. there. And it's going to become more evident as we get into this scene right here, which is where Stan, uh, the new love interest, finally comes to dinner and gets to meet Pin. They have a uh, they have a wonderful little time, and then uh, we get to hear some of um, uh, his. I, I call it. I, I call this clip slam pussy poetry, which is the poetry that. Leon has been writing, which is so great. His sister is hyping up. Now, to her credit, God bless Ursula, because she's put up with a lot in this movie. She's like, I've got a fucking insane brother. Don't worry. I was like, I need you to not call his poetry gay. I need you to do that real quick. I I need you to listen to it. And just say, this is the greatest fucking thing you've ever heard. You are the next. When your brother is actually Rob Creamer. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I just, I really quickly want you boys to both know that you are my Leon and my Ursula to my pen. <laughs> so, I just wish my parents were rich. So, uh, here's a little bit of his slam poetry here. Well, I suppose I should, um, I should preface this by telling you my hero, uh, Testes, uh, a sort of modern-day Beowulf, is out to to gain immortality um, by creating as much progeny as he can. Also, already, the preface of your poetry sounds like the gayest thing I've ever heard in the whole world. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Oh, oh, by Don't the way, to any woman. if you're going to start talking about Beowulf, hey, can't you start talking about my favorite novel, The Catcher in the Rye? <laughs> yes. All right, let's hear let's hear some more about it about his uh, let's hear some more of this poetry. In the hopes of um, impregnating her. At this point he's fathered um, 173 children. <laughs> Quite a potent guy. Um in these lines he's contemplating rape for the first time. <laughs> okay, now this part this part is like when I was onboarding Ashley onto the show. I was trying to tell her about some of Jeremy's art. Um, he's, <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> and she was like, "I guess I'm, I w- I'm gonna listen to it at least." Okay, but you know, when, when you say 173 guys, it's like, wow, how many how many basketball teams is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so here here's some of his his fun poetry. Here, here we go. Closer she came to him, moving. It seemed in silent motion. His heart beat steadily within the caverns of his bosom, driving hot blood thick down, down into the depths of his loins. He lunged from the deepest, darkest passions in us all. She turned without a sound and faced him. He stopped abruptly. It was as if a knife had performed an instant castration. He was looking into the eyes of his sister. So, uh, you heard that right. He just uh, talked about possibly raping his sister in poetry form right here. Uh, Ashley, I would say your assessment was correct. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I also, I mean, but part of that poem too, I would just, the simpler version is, um... I got a raging boner. You rejected me, and now I'm soft. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, I I know that um for a fact that um 
Michael Stipe heard that poem and he's like, man, that sounded really gay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Stan shortly after there, uh, thinking, uh, that he and Ursula are alone, uh, are having a private conversation, but Leon is overhearing them say this. Billy believes that that thing is a person. Doesn't he realize he's using ventriloquism? He's not hurting anyone. He can just go on living here and writing his poetry. His poetry is sick. He's talking about raping his sister. It's just a poem. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I like it. By the way, I gotta be honest with you. And talking with my son is just a song. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. I'm no longer Sorry. I'm no longer married. I'm on a first date, okay? I'm meeting the family. I got to be honest with you. It's close to a deal breaker for me. Not it's not completely off, but it's close. We're right here where I had to listen to your brother's weird rape poetry. I might be off the table. Now, I also wow. say this. I also say this. You realize this exact thing happened to Erica Woodworth when she met Jeremy. Go. <laughs> That's super funny. Eric beat me to it because what I was about to say was like, wow, Eric, this is upsetting and shocking because I I would sit through Jeremy's poetry. <laughs> so <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, good times. All right, we're coming to <laughs> We're coming to the big finish of this. I have to the woman at least three times in my life, fuckers. So, uh, so Stan then goes to talk to uh, talk alone with Leon uh, the next day. Leon ends up drugging him, but Stan is a fucking sports guy, and he starts to fight fight back. And uh, it eventually ends with a uh, pin in the room telling him, "Get him, get him, get him!" and. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, we 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 see uh, sweet Leon bludgeoning uh, our, our our sweet Stan with a with a horse like statue made out of metal and hits him in the head a bunch of times and he's just like you gotta clean up the body you gotta get rid of it one day I'll be on Breaking Bad and hopefully nobody figures out that I'm actually was in this movie but he ends Walter. up. Walter, you gotta kill that guy with a horse head statue. So uh, he ends up bagging the body and then hiding it in the wood pile out front because he loves chopping wood. Nothing more manly than that. And uh, calls uh, his sweet sister Ursula over and uh, finds out that she's really in love with him. And he has a little bit of guilt. There's a little bit of guilt that's happening within his head. And he's like, huh. Probably shouldn't have murdered him then, God. Or what we think has murdered him. Uh, but as this is happening, um, she goes into the other room and then finds uh, his sweet Casio watch that's like in the fireplace. And you're like, huh? That's that's weird. I did, I bought this watch for him. This shouldn't be in here. And so that's a chronograph. Yeah. <laughs> Leon then has to uh, think on his feet right here, and uh, maybe Ursula's not buying it all. No, stop it! I wasn't even here when it happened. I, I was out no. shopping. I got back late. No. Stan was sleeping. He was in a terrible argument with Pin. No. 
He said something about you that Pin didn't like. Stan was furious. They started fighting. He, he hit his head on the mantle. He was dead before I got here. Stop it! No! It was an accident, but, but I was afraid. I, I was scared they'd take Pin away. I couldn't let him do that. I know you couldn't either. Stop it! I saw wait! So she storms off. Why do you off. help me? I have never lied to you or for you. I want you to. I don't know how, and neither do you, and that's why you do it so badly. What am I going to do? We did it for Ursula. You're lying again, Leon. We didn't do it for Ursula. We did it for you. And Ursula comes in wielding an axe, and just as she's about to fucking lay it down on what appears to be Leon, everything cuts... Everything stops and goes black, and we're brought up to, I guess, uh, the next scene where Ursula, uh, they're wheeling what appears to be bodies out left and right. Um, uh, We see Ursula now uh, walking into the house. She walks up to the top floor. She opens the door and says, hey, me and Stan are about to go on a little trip. Do you need anything? And it looks like Pin is sitting with uh, his uh, looking out the window. He was just like, "Oh, um, here you go. You get to, I'll, I'll just go ahead and play the clip. Why am I acting this out?" Hello, Pin. Stan and I are on our way to Cape Cod for vacation. I will be gone about a week. Is there anything you'd like? Line the music box. She takes up the music box, winds the little ballerina dancer till it clicks nice and good, sets it back in its holster right there. So we just see Pin back of his head looking out the window. No. Haven't heard from Leon. they pan away we see that it's not pin at all it's actually leon sitting in the chair dressed as pin looking out the window and that brings us to an end of pin um which honestly forces a lot of uh, a lot of things for us to believe that a um stan didn't die when he got bludgeoned because they mentioned that stan is very much alive they're going on a trip so Leon beat the fuck out of him and he was just like, oh god, I don't know what to do. Guess I better throw him in the wood pile in this plastic bag, which could also suffocate him over the next course of a couple hours. Okay, so we have to accept that Stan is alive and that (laughs) in the final scene before this, the climax of the movie, when she comes in with the axe, that doesn't kill him. She actually hacks up the doll of Pin and that is what breaks Leon's mind so much that now he has to become Pin and just sit in that chair day in, day out. Um, a lot of things happening here. Overall, fucking completely crazy. Ashley, your final takes on Pin. 
Um, I kind of love this movie in a super weird way. I can't wait to like continue to tell people they need to see it. Um, I am listeners going to be doing uh, an Eiffel Tower scene with Jeremy and Eric, and the movie is going to be called uh, "Put a Pin in It." <laughs> and I can't wait. Uh, I, I this is a this is a big reveal for the podcast. So uh, check that out coming summer twenty twenty four. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Pin? Uh, you you forgot the most important part of the movie when she uses the telephone, and it, it is a rotary handheld. Oh, a rotary handheld. Fuck yeah. We're talking about technology at its height right there, you know? Uh, more than that is uh, it, it's a good mashup between uh, the little girl who lives down the lane with uh, Martin Sheen and Jodie Foster, uh, but also burnt offerings, uh with the ambiguous, uh, ambiguous, I just made up that word. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with the creepy, uh, 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 dead brother at the end who, who supposedly died and was buried under uh, a wood pile, much like, um, uh, the little girl who lives down the lane. And also, <laughs> I'll barely breathe. I'm so fat and old. <laughs> um, Uh, there was one other reference and I'm too tired. Okay, well, uh, I gotta be honest with you, I, uh, I truly enjoyed this movie. For such a, uh, kind of low-budget film, it, ha- it really delivers as far as a story goes and stuff like that. Uh, and if you think about when this movie came out, it was 1988. This is like the height of slasher, supernatural horror, where you have Jason, you have Freddy, you have Chucky, a, a serial killer that invades that. And the whole movie, I'm just waiting for Pin to come up and like, yeah, he's a real fucking doll. You're fucking dumb for thinking that he's crazy. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. He's just a crazy ass motherfucker. And I like that about the movie. It's such, uh, such a different film. And if a movie could be made at a worse time, it is this movie pin. It shouldn't have come out in 1988. You drop this mid nineties after like fight club and other movies like that come out. This movie is fucking really good. And I think it's underappreciated. And I, I thank you for bringing it to the forefront with us, Ashley. I'm ready for a double feature of this movie and society. Oh yeah, society could uh, society. We're ready for society again. Our most downloaded episode. Check it out in our archives. Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Um, I will be headlining uh, public laughs in DC. I want to say the 28th, and then I have a show before that. I believe called Snits and Giggles. I think it's a venue in Pennsylvania. That'll be I want to say the 24th or the 25th. Hell yeah, check all that shit out. Um, you can find all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Find links to our fun store. Buy yourself a, uh, a gunner shirt. That's what, that's your homework for all you folks out there. And uh, I can't encourage you guys enough. If you love the show, you, you like it, share it with a friend. Quality time is meant for that. Jeremy, take us out of here. Walter, you gotta kill Stan, just like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs>